Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome. To- Good job, Craig. Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping to- I didn't know. We were fucking milling about for eons. Are we really rolling right now? Yeah, yeah we rolling. So welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. We've been gone and like stained. It's been a while. Yeah. Sorry for you guys, you know, just get a little restless with the pod and uh, not restless, but, you know, shit pops up and, well, pod takes a back seat every once in a while, but we're back. Hopefully we can keep bringing you that podcast platinum uh, on a more regular basis now. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to make potting a priority again. Ooh, Make potting a priority. I like it. Yeah, we we got to You know, we've just been both been busy, and uh, you know, sometimes you you got to take uh, some priority to pot. Let's just jump right into it. We've both been busy. I see you with something on your pinky right now. I was on the phone with you when it happened, but I really don't know much of the story. So, uh, just lay it on me. All right, so. You're right. There is something uh, covering my finger. Pinky. Pinky finger. Yep. Uh, right-handed pinky finger. Not like uh, episode of Curb. I'm left-handed, so I don't have the same issue episode <laughs> of Curb. I'm not going to spoil it. Not, but anyway. um. So I guess that was last Wednesday. So about a week ago. About a week ago. We, uh, Me and you were on the phone discussing a potential podcast topics and just random shit we're having a production meeting uh and so i was feeding my animals my my dogs and i had um big lou my my little who's a french massive 160 pounds he's more than that then i had a fucking wide load i've heard 170 recently no, no, it's like 160. And then um, I got a, a like a 50 pound shepherd mix. And then my parents' dog. What's his poundage? It's a 50 pound shepherd mix. That's what I said. Oh, all right. I didn't hear poundage. Yeah. And then my parents were uh, out of town, so I was watching their dog too. So I had their uh, like 80 pound mutt. So anyway, go feed the dogs. I'm on the phone with Al. Everything's going good. Dogs start barking at each other because Big Lou does not like anybody else coming near his food. So He's I pick, the alpha. So I pick up Lou's food because he ain't got much left. And he just sometimes he just gets cranky. Like he's just guarding nothing. There could be nothing in there. And he's just <laughs> fucking guarding it. It's an alpha move. It's about the principle of it. So I, uh, I remove the food dish. I put it up on a counter. And I'm talking with you, and I think I'm, like, putting some dishes away or something. I got my Bluetooth headphones on, so... Oh, real douche-like. So so I don't have... So I'm hands-free, so I can put some dishes away. Bitch work. (laughs) Because the wife ain't home. So, all of a sudden, Big Lou just starts barking and mixes, like, trying to get some water, because it's one of these dual food water things. Water on one side, food on the other. Jumps on top of Mix, takes his ear, and just starts chomping on it. He's still hungry. So my first reaction is I'm like, Lou, Lou, stop, stop, stop. And I'm probably getting kind of loud. I'm I'm toning it down for the podcast here. Well, on the phone, I hear, and then you just go, hey, hey. Hey! And then you go, I gotta go. <laughs> and then hung up the phone, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, you just hear dogs barking in the background. Normally, a human will yell, and then everything's all good. But, uh, t'was not the case on this occasion. So, I came back on the phone and was sounding kind of calm, like, hey, dude, I gotta call you back. Yeah, he, like, says that, and I was like, eh, all right, man, uh, you know, whatever. I think nothing of it. I go, you know, do what I'm doing. And Harley calls me about like 15 minutes later so so what happened was the dogs wouldn't get off each other so i went to pull louie off and he's 160 pounds so i had to kind of get low and get some leverage to pull him off because he was like going after mix and this is normally i've never seen this really happen normally it's a and it's over yeah 
So when I'm pulling him off, I don't know how it happened, but he kind of moved his head back and just chomped down on my pinky finger. Now, so was, he wasn't trying to bite you, you don't no, think? He uh-uh. just was just moving his massive yeah, head? Yeah, I was just trying to pull him off. So all of a sudden, like, I look down and they stop. And I'm wondering, what, oh, where the fuck's all this blood coming from? And that's when I looked at my finger and said, oh, fuck. And then I turned to you and said, hey, I got to call you back. <laughs> Ripped the paper towel off, wrapped it around my finger, and just started looking at the dogs and just went, fuck. Cause it's such a bad feeling knowing you're hurt and you got to go to the <laughs> fucking ER. So I... Uh, I go out to the barn because I still got some horse chores to do. <laughs> More bitch work. So I go out to the barn and I, uh, I feed. I finish feeding the horses and stuff. The whole time I got a paper towel wrapped around my finger. And How much paper towel? Like four of them, and they're they're like soaked in. Yeah, blood. it's probably not enough. So so I get out there and out there they got like some uh, one of the horses had an injured leg so we've been like having to wrap it so I got some like bandage wrap and some gauze and some shit out there so I basically wrap gauze around my finger wrap this put some cotton around it and then wrap it with the like the the bandage wrap and so now it's like kind of bandaged so it's not really bleeding out of it it's like all contained within <laughs> all this stuff so I'm like oh okay we're probably good here. And uh, I go, I call the wife and tell her what happened. She's like, well, how bad your finger? I was like, ah, I was bleeding pretty good. And she goes, well, how big's the cut? I was like, well, I didn't really get to clean it and see. She goes, well, you wrapped it and didn't clean it. I was like, well, yeah, I wanted to bleed. I, I had horse chores. You ain't here. So she goes, well, you probably probably need to go to the, the ER. And I said, okay. So I'm driving to the ER. I'm, you know, I live in the stick. So it takes me probably about, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get to the ER. And... I'm driving to the ER, and I'm like, uh, I don't really want to wait for the ER. Now, I call you during this, and I'm like, hey, hey uh, because, I mean, I started thinking while I was driving there. I was like, eh, I just kind of hung up on Al didn't tell him anything. Like, All right, yeah. I mean, he goes to the ER a lot. He might like this. I do go to the ER a lot. So I call him. I said, hey, look, I'm going to the ER. I dog bit on the finger. I'll tell you about it on the podcast. <laughs> you pulled the big cat. I got bit by a dog. So... I'm on my way there, and I'm the whole time I'm thinking, you know what? I really don't want to pay for an emergency room visit. Like, that was going through my head. It was like 8.30, so I was like, maybe one of them after hours, urgent care places. That's what I fucking said on the phone. I go, you're not going to go to urgent care? Because it's basically the same thing, but the urgent care people see you in like a third of the time or half of the time. Like, you're in you're in there normally in un- under an hour. ER, you wait like an hour before they even take your paperwork. Yeah, so I go to the, the after-hours place. Now, when I walk in, I realize that it says the card- uh, narcotics are not stored here. <laughs> so... I immediately think like, oh man, it's going to suck to get stitches here, but I'm already here. So I walk in and they're like, um, so what happened? I was like a dog bite. And they said, whose dog? I was like, mine. They got shots. I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, well, we need to figure, fill out this paper. It's for, uh, animal control. You got to let them know. Like, all right. Then I didn't get bit by a dog. Like, no, you got bit by a dog. (laughs) He told us you got bit by a dog. I was like, oh, I don't know whose dog it was. They just looked at me. I was like, I don't know. I was, just, I was just walking around. I got bit by a random dog. I don't know whose it is. I, I saw it had a collar. It's got a shot. So we're good to go here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so they kind of looked at so, me. So no Baja men jokes were jo- dropped during this encounter? No, uh, no. And they um, they they kind of look at me and they're like, you told us your dog bitches, so we're, you know, we can't see you. So it was at this point, it's go to the ER and wait. Or just say, okay, my dog bit me. So I was like, all right, fuck it. My dog bit me. So I, go, I write down the paperwork. So anyway, <laughs> I go, the doctor comes out and looks at it. Now, they have to determine if they can treat me before like, they wanted to admit me. So I got my finger bandaged. So I have to undo all the bandage and just hold my finger out and let the doctor or nurse practitioner or whatever she is look at it. And she, okay, I can handle that. This and is like she, in the waiting room yes. she makes you do that? So there's like blood on the floor now. Mm, yeah and then yeah kind that of sounds sanitary hey let's hey, let's have you bleed all over our uh well, waiting and, room and then i wrapped it back up with the same bandages <laughs> so like 
the, at it's this point, wet. this thing's better, not, not really doing so well. So I go in the, um, in the back and they lens up cleaning it and they don't put any pain med on it or anything like that. So as they're digging through my finger, it fucking hurts so bad. I'm sitting there sweating. They're digging in it. They're not like putting like peroxide over it and putting water in it. Yo, they're, they're putting the like saline type water shit in there, Uh but they have to like open the cut and move. How deep is this gash, bro? (laughs) It didn't go to the bone. It was, it ended up not being as bad as I originally thought it was. Um, so we're, we're sitting there and they're digging, digging it out and cleaning it. And it, so then I put it, they put it in some kind of solution bath. I have to leave it in there for a while. So the whole time she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go see, uh, I'm going to call the doctor, see if they want to do stitches or, uh, or glue this. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Come back in. Uh, doctor says, since it's an animal bite, we're not able, we're not going to stitch or glue it. It's going to just stay open. I was like, fuck. Now I've completely wasted my time going to this doctor because I could do this at the house, clean it out like they did. I have horse supplies over here that do the same thing. So anyway, I got no stitches, anything like that. No pain meds. I got some antibiotics I have to take just to ward off any infection. And they gave me like a penicillin shot in the ass, which the the girl doing is like, hey, I really hate doing this. I, I, I just hate giving these shots. And as she's doing it, I was like, yeah taking them doesn't feel that great either and she just starts laughing how, how hot is this chick uh, six maybe so not even nurse hot N- well i mean i think she's like rural nurse hot oh that's right <laughs> she's she's ethel ethel nurse hot I'll, okay i'll give you that that's a that's a okay so I mean, there's definitely worse around Beggar's here. Beggar's Camp, she's got all of her teeth. Yeah. And a job. And she spoke English, so that was good. Well, she's got that going for her. So anyway, I get, get shot in the ass. They give me a tetanus shot, too, because I couldn't remember the last time I had a tetanus shot. And then I, I rolled out of there by, I got there probably 9 o'clock. I rolled out of there by like 11.30. 11.30? Yeah, they kept making me wait and like consulting with the doctor and then just let my hand sit there and she wanted like help with it i don't know it was a did, whole bunch of shit did they try to do the bullshit where they're like hey we need to take take x-rays to see if you broke a bone no uh-uh normally they try to pull that bullshit with me maybe that's an er move but something that's like a little bit swollen like when i got bit by a dog which is uh it was the saints were playing the seahawks years back I think I was a little bit out of college, and uh, I went to our buddy, the Donovan's house, the uh, apartment, to watch the the game, an apartment complex I would later live in, and uh, and we I gotten some chicken wings, some pluckers, and I had like gone to the bathroom, and I don't know where the Donovan brothers were. I, they had all either gone to take a shit or went to go do homework. For, or went to go grab food. I was the only one in the living room with the dog named Mac. <laughs> Mac was an asshole. Mac was found behind a dumpster by one of the Donovan brothers, just brought him home, and then ba- basically just pawned him off on the rest of the family to take care of. It's a real jerk move in my book. That's fine. We're animal lovers here at the Ethel Estate. Uh, yeah, well, they don't love you. That's not true. When I came back home, Louie was sniffing my finger. He, he he wanted to cuddle up on the bed with me. I mean, Big Lou, was he was sad about it. He was oh, excited. was he really? Yeah. Well, I didn't realize he had a good bit of my blood on him when I got back. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't watch that off the next day. You think he was real happy to see you didn't die? No, oh, I don't think that's the case. He's just like, oops, I didn't mind me to bite you, bro. Now, Mix... Got his ear split open. I had to take him to the vet later, and they had to do some sutures in his uh, ear. So he he t- he took a little beat. He got too. that stink here. Oh, it did stink. It was ugh. what did it smell like? Dead butthole, I guess. Did you drive to the the vet with the windows down because you couldn't stand the smell? Uh, no, he was in the back of my truck because he's a little further from me. So yeah, it was good uh, to go. Yeah, so the Donovan's dog Mac. I was somehow alone with it. And I went to go pee, came back, and he was, like, chomping on my chicken wings because I had left the box, I guess, out on the table. So 
I didn't really know it at the time. I never was really used to people throwing dogs' bones and shit. So he was had the chicken bones in his mouth and was going to town on it. And I was like, fucking no, stop. And me being the dumbass I was, I fucking basically stuck my hand in his mouth to get the chicken bone. And he bit my finger. Could have been a lot worse, but I still went to the... Uh, I tried to go to an urgent care. It was already closed. And then I went to an ER and they flushed it. And wanted me to get x-rays. I go, it's not swollen enough to get x-rays. Like, whatever. And you can't fight those people. So I think I just fucking went and got x-rays. Just cha-ching. It's the fucking fat cow. I was really nervous that I potentially could have fractured my finger when they were digging in it. And how bad it hurt and how bad I was sweating. It's, but as soon as they took pressure off of it. I mean, it just felt numb. It wasn't. It wasn't really like swollen or anything. They didn't give you give you a needle when I cut my finger. No, because there was no, narcot- no narcotics in that thing at all. So like there was, like they couldn't numb it or anything. Damn. Fucking ladies didn't have very much bedside manner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I cut my finger another time too, and that one was fucking awful. I won't get into it though. So all in all, you're you're healing up. Is it? Yeah, no, closed no, no. at all. No, uh, it's still. It's been a um, yeah, about a week, and it's still open a little bit. So like, it, if I move my finger too much, it kind of opens. It's about it's about healed because it went all the way around the backside and right. Yeah, when you were telling me on the phone, like, or go, how bad is it? You go, it's all the way down my pinky, and I was picturing you cut it from tip of your nail to like towards your wrist. But and then when I, I guess I saw a picture of it or video of it, and it was it's going around like your yeah, it's around the top like of the knuckle thing. area, yeah. knuckle areas. I would guess that way, uh, horizontally. Yeah, it went hamburger, not hot dog. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you're right. Had <laughs> <laughs> to second guess that one. Hey, d- when you drove up here today, do you realize you're in like serial killer territory right now? Dude, okay, so a guy at my work, like, two days on Monday, because today's Tuesday, he told, he just casually mentions at the end of the day, he goes, yeah, you hear about uh about that shooting in, in Clinton? I go, oh, no, I'm, like, behind on the news. Like, I ain't hear anything. And this guy is a boy. He's in the – his both of his sons were in the Boy Scouts, and he's kind of, like, in the Boy Scout community and, like, goes on, you know – trips with the kids and teaches them how to do, you know, fishing, hunting, survival type skills or whatever. And he, this guy's a hunter and, you know, just a nice guy. And uh, so he tells me about the shooting. I go, no, he goes, yeah, they had a drive-by shooting over in Clinton. Uh, and he mentions the guy's name. And I go, oh, that that sucks. I mean, whatever. And that, I was like, that's kind of weird. Clinton's like a hick town in Louisiana that's real close to Mississippi that's yeah, not very big at all. So to hear a dr- like when you true, picture drive by, fact, True Blood was shot some in Clinton. Oh uh, yeah, so you know the production value is low. Uh, so Clinton's this little podunk town, and normally you think of drive bys, you think of like people rolling by in the hood and you know popping some caps and rolling off. So for it to, there to be a drive by, he's like, yeah. That's the third guy, like, in the past couple weeks that's got shot the same way. I was like, what the fuck? Fourth guy. Fourth? Yeah. What, three Three have died now. One actually survived. The um, My neighbor no, knew the guy. Knew the shooter? No, 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 no. The guy that got killed. The Boy Scout commander. The Boy Scout. Well, okay, so the, I, the, the guy, my coworker was in the Boy Scouts, and this guy apparently was, like, a groundskeeper, or he was actually... He corrected himself. Assistant to the groundskeeper uh, at this uh, hunting place. It's called Avondale. Do you mm-hmm. know what's that? A hunting it's slash like a, It's like a honey wildlife camp refuge and shit like that up there. Yeah. So like the assistant to the groundskeeper, not a guy you would it's not like picture having a lot of beef. Well, like the guy was outside in his front yard, and this is the same story all four times. Guy's just out in his front yard weeding or, like, cutting grass or doing something in the yard kind of near the road. Someone just drives by and caps his ass. So, like, they were looking at connections for the first couple. They thought, like, maybe there's some family ties there. They haven't found shit to connect these people. Suppose they're just looking for a white four-door car 
tinted windows. But with the guy, with the Boy Scout guys, he's got one of his kids who's twelve. Actually, saw the the drive by and saw the uh, guy. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe they, you know, if they're listening to this, allegedly, podcast, allegedly, if they listen to this podcast, they might go after the kid. But um, wow, I'd feel like a shithead. But um, yeah, they're not listening. But it capped a guy right in front of the kid, right up here, like you, right up here, and uh, where you know, very close Holy to where. Holy shit! So. It's uh they they won't call it a serial killer but but it's been it's in the last three months there's been four of these same events and uh, yeah it's pretty pretty wild sounds like a serial killer it's just the connection's not personal it's just a you do this it's like the guy's just joy riding just riding around I don't know and seeing people or in his yard just and- seeing people in the yard like hey I could just shoot this motherfucker and keep driving no one know. And roll down the window, a, cap him. He's got a fucking thirst for blood. That's always that always really creeps you out. Like the serial killer thing, just people find it intriguing that there's a certain link in this guy. This happened in his life, so he went and did this and this and whatever. This guy is just fucking riding around popping people for no fucking reason. That's always less like maybe everybody's not you know. Maybe there's not good in everybody. Maybe some people are just real pieces of shit, you know? This guy's got to be a real piece of fucking shit. Speaking of real piece of shit, we have the LG <laughs> load, big load of the week. And this goes to Harvey Weinstein. Lloyd! <laughs> That's Ari. <laughs> yeah, but... It's Josh motherfucking Weinstein Lloyd. That's why I'm just doing the Weinstein. I know Harvey's also, but we'll get to that. But so LG makes the largest washer dryer. So you can put the biggest load in there. And Harvey Weinstein's put his big old load all over Hollywood for the past 60 years. So I've seen a lot of things on Twitter and in the news about Oh, Harvey Weinstein, such a fucking animal, and how did no one step up before this, and all this other shit, and I'm like, damn, and I hear a whole bunch of, like, uh, Harvey Weinstein telling, like, people, girls to, like, watch him in the shower and shit, and I read, like, one article or some thread on Twitter that was explaining one of the things uh, he made some actress do he like was talking to her for a while and uh oh it was a news reporter that was in new york and is now in la um and he was at this dinner with her there she said they were talking for like 20 minutes he goes hey you want to you know come back and look at the the kitchen of this place you know because he was bragging about it because he was like part owner of this place in la or whatever she's like oh sure and back there he like tried to kiss her or or have a date with her and she's like no and then uh he blocked her exit of the hallway and said just just stay there and be quiet or something like that and uh and he like made eye contact with her and jerked off into a plant that was in this hallway that apparently he was blocking the way and she just stood there and watched him i was like oh this is the kind of creepy shit i'm dealing with you apparently have done a deep dive on harvey so the plant took the big load of the week. I mean, it took, it took, but okay. So I did some research on, on this because you kept seeing like so-and-so comes out and has an issue with their Harvey Weinstein or so-and-so now tells a story. So basically his MO was find a young, hungry actress that wanted to make it big and basically talk to her, talk to her, talk to her, send her text, have assistance send her text, kind of line her up with a part, give her the part, and then use his sexual harassment as almost like they don't want to lose their job that they already have to make them do stuff. So, like... What kind of stuff does he want to make them do? Right. I understand trying to leverage your okay, power so- in Hollywood to, you know, get these young, thirsty, very thirsty actresses. We'll get that. Get right. get to that. In a so second. this is from from what I've seen. This is his playbook. <laughs> He'll say, "Hey, come meet me at X hotel." Is he running the West Coast offense in this playbook? L.A. <laughs> <laughs> joke. Yes, eight one eight. Till I, I die. Yes. Shout out to Brody. Um, 
so he'll say, come meet me at X hotel. They'll come to X hotel and he'll like either be in the bar or he'll just have somebody come up and give him a note that's a or, or phone call. And say, hey, uh, so and so, we got a phone call for you, and it'll be Harvey Weinstein up in his room. Like, <laughs> hey, uh, can, can you come? Can you come up here? There's like so something, some reason he couldn't be down there. So they go up to his room, and as soon as they come into his room, he'd basically get in between them and the door and be like, hey, I, I, I want to get a massage. That was his go-to off the bat. <laughs> I, I need a massage. Body massage. What's a body massage? So they, they, most of them would say, ah, I don't know, and they're worried about losing their job, and they're just getting into this business. So people aren't walking tall at this point in their career. What about his pecker? Is it walking so, tall? So, you know, none. just side note, nowhere in here do they talk about dick size. You don't know if Harvey's a hog or a frog. Just doesn't say it in here. He's got to be a hog if they're not saying it was a frog. They don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt of having a hog. Harley just got confused and hit his face against the mic. You, you make a good point there. I didn't think of it in that angle. I mean, everyone's coming at What if it was Trump? just average? What if it was just average? And they were just like, eh, there's nothing spectacular about that penis. Or maybe they just don't remember. Maybe you just get so scared during this moment you're not thinking about like the penis you know how catty girls are though even if this guy did have a hog just to get it and they go oh it wasn't that big just how they were making trying to make fun of trump for having small hands insinuating he had a small dick so they go with the massage and he would kind of force it on him basically get butt ass naked and then his go-to move seemed to be to force himself to down on them, that, that was go co- down on them. Yeah, that was like his move. Like ah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna force. Like, and he's a, he's a big dude. So <laughs> he just fucking goes down on them. Just overpowers them. Goes down on them, and then forces them to go down on him. And they said there was sometimes there was sex and other stuff, or or he would just touch them or masturbate. I think Rosanna Arquette. Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie all had similar experiences. It sounded like Rosanna Arquette was a little worse because he, he like started touching her and then she talked about it and they blackballed her. That's why you haven't seen much of Rosanna oh, Arquette out there. That's the reason. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, potentially. I mean, there's worse actresses that got jobs after her. And then like Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and Angelina Jolie supposedly like he was. He was making gestures or something like that to him, and they kind of walked out. So this guy, one, blues load on the plant, used his power to forcefully go down on chicks, started with the massages, and and he would pick vulnerable people. And it was always, hey, come to – like there was one – It was I think she was an Italian actress. She, had won, she was like 21 and won some like Italian version of the Oscars. So he was in Cannes. And he invited her over to this party in Cannes. So the assistant or producer or something, because she's going to work in one of his movies that he's producing, brings her up to the room. There's no party. It's just Harvey motherfucking Weinstein in this bitch. And so where's the party? He goes, oh, we're we're just early. And then pulls the, the, um, I'm going to go get in the shower. Come out just in robe, but robe open, penis erect, <laughs> and well, the rest of it is is alleged rape and assault. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so so it's that's the big load of the week. Yeah, uh, LG I know doesn't necessarily want their name out there, but big loads acknowledge big loads. Do you remember anything in Entourage where the Harvey Weinstein character is done doing that? I thought he was mostly just a real big asshole who would fuck people over and get really mad if they didn't star in Matterhorn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So oh, that, he or, really hated E, right? Or was it Aquaman 2? No, it was, I think it was Matterhorn. I think it's Matterhorn. So I think it was E he got really mad. Are you fucking me, Eric? <laughs> So was, fucking pizza boy. Yeah, With, what, I'll it, end your career. He yelled, oh yeah, and then he said, "Didn't he call a drama at one point?" Joe's like, "What did I do?" Doesn't he like get real nasty with somebody in a bathroom? At, 
one of the film festivals. I can't quite remember. What was his name in the show? Harvey. Yeah, it wasn't. Did they ever say his last name? Uh, yeah, they probably. Did, it wasn't Weinstein. No, because that was Josh Weinstein. It might have been hard. It wasn't Harvey Weinstein. It, everyone knew that this character was based off of him, though. Like I even knew that at the time. So, but they didn't. They didn't go into this part of them. No, I don't. Th- I don't think they did. They. They definitely. Um, they definitely did not. I can. Uh... I. I was just looking. It. Oh, it was Harvey Weingard. <laughs> like, this was obvious. Damn man. close. Harvey Weingard. Yeah, so so clearly people kind of had an idea, but I don't think they really showed that part in the show. So, All he, right. Harvey Weinstein, your LG big load of the week. Now, to segue from one. Plant, plants need light for photosynthesis, not semen. But do you think that helps a plant, though? Semen? It's a little liquid. It's a little, you know, it's got a little everything. I don't know. What do you think the glucose ratio in semen is? I don't know. I don't think it's got a lot of glucose. Plants like glucose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll get back to you on that. All right. So speaking of one entourage character to another, we'll just get into the sadder portion of the show. R.I.P. to Hugh Hefner. One of the best to ever do it. The, one of the best to ever do it. Good episode of Entourage where drama tries to get into the Playboy Mansion, has to sneak in through the trunk. Uh, you know, uh, Ralph Macchio's in that one. And uh, you also have What's Your Boy from Married with Children. God uh, damn it. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, I want to sh- say his name's Seth, but that's not true. It's not. Danny... Fuck. Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> Not Danny Bonaduce. Fuck. Tartable? No. Fuck. We gotta cut this. Yeah, we'll 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 get it. It'll be like David Faustio. Yeah, David Faustino. That's it. Faust <laughs> dude, Faustino's good people. <laughs> I'm glad they gave him a job on Entourage. Yeah, so RIP to Hugh Hefner. That was a good grotto episode of the of entourage he he provided a lot of boners i got caught jacking off to you know playboy playmates on the on the computer so uh you know yeah hugh hefner um my buddy spencer had (laughs) his dad had every single playboy ever made in this room and it, it was like a big old closet it was like it was like the um the Treehouse and Step Brothers, except for like porno. <laughs> no, I mean they had the they had hustlers. Yeah, <laughs> they had uh, Playboys. So basically, he kept the door locked. But you know, since I was going to be an engineer later in life, I was a good problem solver as a child. <laughs> and what the the his issue was, he locked the door, but the hinges were on the outside, so I could just take the uh, the bolt that holds the hinge out. So we take those out, and you open the door the so other. You basically way. took the door off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you how long how how long was he gone like you weren't scared of him coming upstairs fucking cal spencer's dad <laughs> was was probably most of the time sleeping because i it just would be like i stay over at their place and oh, it, so this was a night raid yeah for the most part night raid you go up there because there was like in the game room and there was like a it, not foosball but what's the uh the the not sh- shuffleboard no shuffle air hockey no the one that's got like the um it's got the felt table almost like a pool table but it's got like uh bumpers bumpers snooker yeah there you go i think so so anyway they had that up there so we'd be up there just fucking around up there and wait for them to go to bed <laughs> and then we'd undo the door and he would take a magazine i'd take a magazine we'd go to opposite r- ends of the area don't wake <laughs> daddy <laughs> so so that was a big shout. So, like every Playboy imaginable. Was yeah, in I there. was I was wondering what the what you guys did. So you both went into your separate corners. Did you come out at any point and switch magazines and go back at it? I mean, you guys are probably around twelve. You had to bust no, it well, out a couple. So so basically, we had to keep them in order because he had them in like date order. So what you would do is. 
we we take like a whole year out, so he would get six and I'd get six. <laughs> so so you so you just that's go a lot of material. You, you, you thumb through and you you see who's the hottest one on the front is in that six, and you start with that one, and then you yeah. got then you got to put. There's a strategy involved. You think Spencer used any strategy? You just opened up the first magazine oh, I and started don't know. cranking. I, mean, I, I never discussed that with him. I don't know. All right, if we ever have him on the pod, we can we can definitely discuss. I got walked in on by my mom. She was in the other room. I was jerking off to this chick named Lindsay Volvo, some Jewish broad. Nice rack on her. So uh, it's one of my big Hugh Hefners there. Another R.I.P. We got my boy Ralphie May, that fat son of a bitch. Everyone knew he was going down, but he finally bit the bucket. People thought he died when he fell off the stage of Jimmy Kimmel, but he's gone now. It's sweet angel. Rest in peace, Ralphie May, you big son of a bitch. Well, yeah, I was listening to a podcast today, and it was comedian Ari Shafir, and he, like, at the end of his po- outro of his podcast, he just started talking about Ralphie for, like, a long time and he fucking started crying uh it was pretty pretty interesting pretty funny too because he was he kept calling him you know you fat stupid fat, and shit like that because you know ralphie would like it and then lastly they say deaths comes in threes we have a very crucial death to me and you's childhood r.i.p aim aol instant messenger apparently got taken down for good even though people don't use it anymore See, I really thought you were going to go Tom Petty there, but I didn't know how you were going to weave that into <laughs> our childhood. So, okay, good good call. All right, death comes in four. Well, well, AIM just died. That was the last one, so maybe we're going to have two more deaths coming soon. Well, did you – and you said you didn't watch any of the LSU game, but did you see the video of Florida singing the uh, – uh, I won't back down. Tom Petty song. I saw a clip of that on like Snapchat or something. And I just kept flicking the button towards it because some girl I'm friends with uh, was at the game. I could tell you that I don't know what, but I'm a big sucker for like the everybody in the crowd singing the same words. Like, uh, like if I see a Garth Brooks concert video and they're singing "Calling Baton, Baton Rouge," I'm like, I get like goosebumps. Everybody singing that I Won't Back Down song all together after the dude died. I don't know. There was something. You got chills, bro? Yeah, man. They I was, channeled Petty? Man, it was good. A little heartbreaker. Yeah, if, you, if you're looking for like, if you're having a bad day, fucking, and I so hate you, Florida. You're like, a big anthem guy. That's what it is. You're, any song with the fucking catchy chorus or anthem, you're fucking in. And I guess this... This unison uh, crowd, you know, even though you kneel for the anthem, you still sing it with everybody else. So, I th- I don't I think it was uh, I don't know I really think it's amazing. Yeah. What you looking it up right now? Yeah, I was gonna play it. Hold on. Okay. Well, uh, I'll go into a little bit of our ramblings about aim. Eulogize that. Me and Harley were on aim basically <laughs> every fucking Friday through whenever I left this house. We were always on AIM, fucking with people, seeing what people were doing at home. Like, and so we didn't have cell phones to fucking text each other or whatever. So we would just hop on AIM, you know, fuck with people, try to see if, you know, what chicks liked you, you know, kind of fuck around, see what was going on for the weekend. Yeah, but you never straight up found out if a chick liked you like it was always around like you get your buddy to log on and start talking to her talking to her friend yeah and then be like and then you're tag teaming to it once and like texting her but then texting her like tr- testing the waters because you know you can't do any of this in real life face to face at the ages of fucking 13 uh goddamn whenever we graduated high school <laughs> like, da- how dare you say bring up any of this in person? Like, tell a chick, hey, I think you're pretty fucking hot. You want to do something sometime? No, you do that over AIM. You you meet them at old girl's pool party and, you know, see what can happen. Or you do the, uh, I'm going to make a new account and just, like, start talking to her and see if she see if she likes anybody, if she's interested. Maybe it's me. Make a weird one, like Squash Banana Now, like whatever exactly. I got. Big shout out to Squash Banana Now. I would, I'll would, i give you the password since... Uh, it's dead now. Since it's dead now, I think the password for that one was Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. 
Uh, Harley, what was you went? Did you go through a couple usernames like your Xbox Live gamer tag? I remember you had Harley E four oh six. Yeah, that was my grown up aim. <laughs> that what was your young aim? I think I had like um, I think I had like Soccer Man oh six. Oh, that's bad. Uh, I had Squash Banana. Soccer Man oh six. I don't think I ever, I ever saw a one from that. Was that one of your creep accounts? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, I had a couple like what I played video games like with other people, so I didn't give out my personal aim. I, I had, <laughs> what was I, that one? I think it was like Streaker. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think of what it was. I think it was like Streaker. Oh, it was Streaker. 1969 or something like that. <laughs> what the fuck? I forget. I forget what it was. But so I bad. Or maybe no, no. Maybe it was the Streaker 69. I think that's what it was. I think that's what. Damn, it was. you were on 69 way back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we we did a lot of fucking nights on AIM, staying up till 2:30, just and then that's when you just make a new random account and fuck with people or go in chat rooms chat rooms are awesome before this is before fucking 60 minutes started getting dateline in those chat rooms for predators yeah harley would pop in there and be like asl we never really did the <laughs> chat rooms together to fuck with people did we no it was more like i i you just jump in the chat room just see what's going on yeah i never got big into the chat uh but i could definitely you know i, I was if i didn't have any friends like, if I was older and AIM existed and then, that's probably when I would just get on chat rooms and just start fucking around. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good shit came from AIM. A yeah. lot of good shit. So, Rest in peace. So, this is the video, and I'm just going to play the, 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 uh, the, the, the... Audio. Audio here. Okay. So, this is at the third quarter. Now, LSU's band supposedly was playing over this at some point. They start almost getting in a fight with people. Oh, really? Have they started singing yet? Hold on. It takes a second for everybody to get it. Just clap. They need to stop clapping. <laughs> this is where they get going. All right. Ah. You're getting goosebumps off this? Dude, this guy, this guy's life was so awesome that he died and fucking 90,000 people are bellowing the words to your song. That is so boss. These are a bunch of fucking posers, man. No. You, you will never leave a mark like this. This is amazing. Oh, I, I don't say that, but I mean, I think they could play, uh... That song we love from Fast and the Furious, and you get the same fucking response. It means more because a guy just died, and he was like a groundskeeper at Florida. <laughs> so there's like backstory and levels here. Oh, he was a groundskeeper at Florida? Not a good week for groundskeepers. <laughs> groundskeeper Willie, you better watch out. They you come fucking, in threes. They do come in threes, groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. It's just something about big crowds of this. I just love it. Like, I'm into when the Icelandic soccer team, you know, does the clap and then they coordinate it and get smaller. Like, that's pretty cool. That was okay. I think it, I think being there, that would have been fucking boss. Eh. All right. So, I want one more chorus hit before I turn All it All right. Enjoy it. Write it out. There it is. And we don't back down. It's not, I, I wish I could yes and, but that's, that's not it's, it, doing I, much for me. I'm just saying, if I ever did something where when I died, 90,000 people <laughs> like doing anything. Saying podcast catchphrases. Oh, speaking of which, one last AIM <laughs> nickname. There was, since we were kind of known for making bullshit accounts, there was one time someone made an AIM account, Steve Double O Dice, which... 
if you haven't heard this story, you know, go back and listen to the episode. We'll link you to it, but it's the uh, the legend of the Cossage story. I think it's Chocolate Milk Redemption is the name of that episode. Yeah, I believe it's episode 42. Hey, one of the good ones. So, uh, yeah, someone thought we made the account Steve Double O Dice based off of Boyette, uh, Boyette Middle School legend Steve Dice. So, uh... Yeah, that that one wasn't us. No, big shouts to James. But great user handle, no. Steve Double O Dice. That's just that's just money. Yeah. So um, that was that was pretty cool. I really I really did enjoy that. And since we just been you know rolling with videos here, maybe we got a maybe we got another one. Well, uh, Harley, I can get into that because we're going to the Sprite thirst of the week oh shit now i thought it was gonna be something i saw on instagram yesterday i thought it was gonna be awarded to mia khalifa the former porn star turned i guess social media dc sports fake junkie who is known for blowing people up after they try to slide in her dms most notably sports people now Friend and new, uh, newly passed bar exam member Chris Thompson hates when she puts people on blast or sliding in DMs. He's of the school of thought. It bitch, you used to take dick. No wonder all these athletes are trying to smash. They see you fuck all the time. You know this shouldn't be uh, something to be aired out for. It should be, you know, academic here. So, can I ask you a quick question here? Do you think that is a um, bold stance for Chris to have being basically wifed up? I don't think so. Because he's almost advocating for the use of DMs to solicit chicks. Yeah, but this being, is... Being basically wifed up to the sheriff's daughter. Well, who's wifed up? Chris, Chrissy T. No, but Vote like... Randy Fandy. Yeah, but who in the situation with M- Mia Khalifa and people sliding in her DMs? No, because Chris is so passionate about this issue, him... Him having a big, well, a big issue with it, I would think would make his wife uneasy. Well, I don't know about that, but that's Chris's stance. So, Chris gets away with a lot of things. Yes, he does. He's a lawyer. Uh, so got them loopholes. Yeah, he's gonna make his secretary do some stuff like Harvey Weinstein. I have a feeling. Well, yeah, Chris doesn't. Chris doesn't have hog enough or enough mass to do shit like that. Tadpoles are not yeah. predators. If he tried to flash his tadpole in the hallway and a chick to be like, "What is that? Is that your? Is that your pinky? Or is that your finger?" And Chris would just put it back in his pants. No, it's just my pinky. It's been dog bit. <laughs> so, uh, so Mia Khalifa is known for blowing people up for sliding in her DMs. Well. Earlier this year, Baker Mayfield beat Ohio State, and she tried to slide into the Oklahoma quarterback's DMs, and he fucking exposed her, put her on blast, and blocked her on Twitter. Now, recently on Instagram yesterday, I saw that Gilbert Arenas posted the following on Instagram. It's a text message saying, Hey, I'm back in L.A. It was so nice meeting you last time I was here. Do you want to grab dinner or something? I don't know too many people out here. LOL. Then she sends another snap of two wine glass emojis, question mark. Then another snap, doing anything for the Caps game tonight? And then she sends one last message, her fourth, saying, Damn, no DC love, fam. No love for DC fam or whatever. And Gilbert Arenas posts a screenshot of these messages and saying, Mia Khalifa would slide into my DM, hashtag for the D. Laugh face, laugh face. The thirst is real since back page is gone. More laugh faces. This bitch has no room for negotiations with me, dot, dot, dot. $150 or you better slide in the Nelly DM for that raw dick behind a Walmart. So Gilbert Arenas posted all this on Instagram. Was that Nelly rape talk right there? Because he got arrested for rape. Maybe it was. Wow. I didn't hear about this Nelly news. Oh, it hurt me bad. What happened? Uh, he was. He's of course he's on tour with um, Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, Florida. He Georgia deserves Line. everything that comes to him. And uh, it was like he got allegedly. Because uh, I don't know if it's true or not. So we're gonna go allegedly. There's a 
raped a girl on a tour bus. So, um, wait, what? Yeah, you no, know, you brought her back to a tour bus and raped her, and then he got arrested the next day, but out on bail on the same day. That seems like that would have made him miss a tour date, but I don't think he missed a tour date. So, um, I think our legal process probably needs to get looked after. If you can, if you can get accused enough of be arrested on rape and still get out in time to make your tour date that night, there. Mm, I mean, I'm a big fan of Nelly. Not so much of the justice system. Chris, you can make it change. Take that <laughs> law degree and do something right with it. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say that this would qual- definitely qualify as the Sprite Thirst of the Week, but it came out today that that was just some sort of fucking viral marketing and that they're going to be doing some YouTube show together for Complex called Out of Bounds, Mia Khalifa and Gilbert Arenas. Ah, oh, see, I thought you were going here and just going to use that story as like your sixth person in the top five hottest MILFs type shit to where you can always get one extra so your thirst of the week was really two. No, but it oh, was it's a, a fake host. thirst of I the week. I get that. I get that. Is had- that thir- that's, by faking a thirst, is that not thirst? That's levels. That's levels. Uh, that, Think that about is that. tough. Think but, about that. But so the, so the screenshot... Of the fake DM that I just read for you guys and read that description has uh, about 40,000 likes on Instagram. The picture of her and him uh, promo in the show, it's got 6,000 likes. So that just shows you the internet was duped big time, but I mean, they know what they like. Like that's, you know, that's the good comedy and then the, the no one's excited about the show as of right now, but... I guess tune in later. So since we got cucked there for the Sprite Thirst of the Week, we have the real Sprite Thirst of the Week. And uh, it's fitting that they're thirsty because, you know, the team he coached for loved water. So Miami Dolphins O-line coach Chris Forrester, congratulations. You win the Sprite Thirst of the Week for the following video. Hey, babe. Miss you. Thinking about you. How about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? As he does, lines of coke, alleged coke with a dollar bill. There's those big brains falling. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you a lot. Does another rail. Shows his fit. Crazy. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be a while before we do this again. <laughs> Damn. Did he say something about keeping a baby? Oh. Whoa. Licks his finger at the end. Yeah. So, that's definite thirst. Apparently, this offensive line coach allegedly has, like, kids and a wife from, like, married since 1985. I don't think that's alleged. I think that's true. He at least had these at the time. He might be in the process of losing. And he sent this video to an African-American stripper. From Vegas. Bad week for Vegas. From Vegas. And uh, apparently she did it according to her Instagram post. She was saying she did it for Colin Kaepernick not having a job and all this other random ass shit. Now, I normally don't do this. It's just... She just wanted to expose some white man thirst. All these other fucking reasons. Well, why, why expose this? Like, what do you have to... Like, I suppose she was, like, going to sell an interview or something. Like, like how low is your fucking life, bitch? It's, that'd be like some stripper t- wanting to come on the pot and sell us creaky two-crunk stories of all these alleged strip club incidents that we've never seen any kind of similar activity when we go with them. Yeah, so... I mean, how much would you pay for a stripper to come and tell us a Craig back uh, back room story? At most, at most $10. Yeah, I might buy her like a Whopper Junior. <laughs> uh... So, I mean, like you said, rule number one of strippers, don't trust strippers. You don't even use your real name with strippers, which is, you know, how it should be done. They're using a fake name. You should use a fake name. No matter what happens, it's just, you know, if you're starting with a, you know, this is 
a fake relationship to begin with. Let's start with names. I mean, Harley always goes with Brad. Yeah, B-Rad. B-Rad? Yeah, it's Brad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, rule number one, don't, don't fucking trust a stripper. Okay, so this video gets out. Let me ask you this. Why would you resign if you're him? And let, let me say, and let me put it in a different context a little bit. If you're going to get fired for this, why fire the... Is this a fireable offense? I don't want to get, like, hot take Will Kane's f- stupid ass here. Uh, and I didn't hear his take on this at all, so I'm, I'm glad. He's, he was off on Monday, thank God. Um, Sorry, that was a Will Kane rant of the week. Um, but is this a fireable offense? Because to me, this guy did some coke before a meeting. Maybe... He gets help. Maybe you drug test him a little bit. But the offensive line's the best part about the Dolphins. Clearly, he can do his job. Like, Jake Cuddy's might be throwing for under 100 yards, but the offensive line's not bad. To your point, uh, I heard the, the Dolphins coach, Adam Gase, talking about it. He was like, he's a hardworking guy. Oh, he's here at 4.30 a.m. Still, Yeah, of course, he's doing fucking coke all night. <laughs> But, and but apparently, why? this guy was making like two and a half million dollars. Well, no I, line coach gets paid that. So there's no way that this guy's been in football for that long. And one, people don't know. Two, who cares that he's doing coke? And now I'm not, I'm not like some druggie or anything. But like, <laughs> why is that not more accepted? Like, okay, this guy's doing coke. Oh man, now you have to lose your job. What other industry do people lose their job for doing coke? Fucking like. Trump could do coke right now, and they wouldn't impeach his ass. Build that fucking wall. Yeah, uh, I guess I kind of agree with you, I, but I think he was just resigned because he's so embarrassed. Like, if that video came out to you of you talking about that way to some black stripper when you were married and doing coke and being a bonehead and making a video and sending it and getting put on blast where that's so embarrassing. Like imagine that scenario happens to you and you got to fucking walk in work and act like everything's fucking normal. 2.5 million. <laughs> George Costanza went back into play now after faking handicap and cause he had a year contract and wanted to get paid and it was for a significantly less people. Will- that's also not real life. It's based on, it's based on facts. Um, so I would, yeah, two point five million, yeah, they could see me blow a load on a plant, and I'd still go back in there for fucking two point five million. You'd make them the, you'd make them give you the X, because they're gonna give you the X. Yeah, but why? What's it? Wh- like, why does that? Why is that a fireable offense? Because it reflects poorly on your country that you have a uh, person doing drugs at work and professing their love to some. Buddy, they have a, a married to and have kids. They to some fucking stripper. Like it's a bad look on the organization. They have Laramie Tunzel in their organization, <laughs> and he fuck, fucking took a bong rip with a gas mask. Yeah, but that looks day. cool. Oh, oh, so he just didn't snort his coke right, so he's a loser. That he's professing his love to a stripper, like. Well, I know T Pain did it, but still, he can get away with it. See, I, I just, I don't think this is a fireable offense. I would never think this is a fireable offense. I think that you might say, look, you can't do drugs in the workplace. You can't put this video out. You're gonna have to go get help. We're gonna make this a public, like, good side of this. But you have Laramie Tunzel on the team. You have fucking Dante Stallworth was still in the league after drunkenly running somebody <laughs> over and killing him with his car, like. This isn't. This hey, isn't. Hey, he was like, out of the crosswalk. Like what? Like uh, how many times has Rick Pitino had a job and then finally lost it? Oh. Bobby Petrino. Just think of Bobby all Petrino the, lost his job and he got another one right back. The uh, wall. And he got paid. He didn't resign. He got fucking shit canned. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I don't, don't. I don't think this. This is bullshit. Chris Forster. Call our buddy Chris Thompson. He's he's a hell of a lawyer. He spells his name kinda. fucked up too. Yeah, y'all can get together with that Chris and Chris through the Forrest and the Thompson and make it happen. Get some get that guy his money two point five million. If this happened at your work to like say a higher up, he 
there was some video going around your workplace of him doing the same exact thing. Would he get fired? I don't think so. Because what I think he would probably get randomly drug tested. But for most part, what what happens at home stays at home. Now, if he's doing drugs on the premises, yeah, that's a different thing. But they're also where a worker's like kind of like government drug-free zone type thing. I don't think the Miami Dolphins team facility is a, a drug-free zone, unless it's close to a school. I'm not sure, but... I, I just I, I I think this is a whole lot of nothing. This guy should have been like, dude, I fucked up. I, I did like this stripper. I'm going through a divorce. That sucks. <laughs> I got a drug problem. But I'm a football guy, and I'm looking forward to Sunday, and we're going to fucking... Go after those goddamn Atlanta Falcons and beat their fucking asses. I promise you we won't blow it and then, you know, get on the field. He, he got those guys to run through a brick wall, so. Yeah, man. So, Chris Forrester, you get the thirst of the week, buddy. Sorry, but that was a, quite an epic display of thirst. All right. So, when you were doing thirst, did you think about fucking Mike Pence in the thirst category? What, for going to the football game uh, and leaving, planning him leaving because uh, some players kneeled for the yeah, anthem? Yeah, because he knew people were going to kneel for the anthem. And then this chotch bag who probably made more traffic and more security for everybody that wanted to attend that stupid-ass game. Now, maybe you deserved it for going to a 49ers-Colts game. But, like, there's all this extra security. You have to do all this extra hoop jumping. There's probably fucking extra traffic. Fucking pences in there. And then he leaves within, like, 30 seconds? Fuck that dude. I would, Maybe he's a fuck that dude of the week. Yeah, he's a fuck that dude of the week. He's not a he's not a thirst of the week. And this whole fucking politicizing sports, it's so fucking nauseating. Like, we can't... Sports used to be the last bastion, and now we can't fucking get away with it. And most of it's Trump's fucking fault. Week one, there was 10 players who fucking kneeled. Then Trump said something right before the week two games, and like fucking 200 people did something. And then ever since then, we've been having this stupid fucking back and forth about two sides just refusing to see that the other person doesn't understand what they're talking about. Just fucking polarizing everything. It's so fucking exhausting. So I don't want to get into that, but you know what it's not doing to me? I'm still watching football. All these fucking people are like, oh, I'm not watching football anymore because people are kneeling. Who the who? Dude, what are you sitting on your fucking couch while you're watching them kneel during the national anthem? Like, what are you? You not standing up? Come on, it, you're watching football because you like football. Who cares what the players do? Kneel? What? Straight? Gay? Michael? Sam? Whatever they are. Well, he's out of the league. Eh, allegedly, and, and um, they even kicked him out of Canadian football. So. I'm just saying, what does it matter what those dudes do on their personal time? Chris Forrester's doing lines of coke. I'm not going to watch because one guy did drugs. No, I'm going to watch your fucking games because I have money on them and I'm fucking winning. Well, the the people who say they're not watching anymore for politics are just casual fans to begin with. Like, I I picture those people watching, like, one game every every four weeks or only watching their team games, but when it, whenever it's convenient for them, like they're absolutely doing that. Like these people aren't the actual football fans. And I never watch any of the pregame shit and I don't watch the national anthem. I flip, I flip around and then whenever they start talking about this stuff, I basically tune out. I treat it like a commercial. I just don't listen to it because the takes are fucking retarded. It's it's an, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, I want football to be fun again. It it, it just ru- it ruined it ruined like I went up for a wedding in Maryland and we probably run out of time. We can't get to that whole story, but fucking like ruined two of my nights of drinking just because that's what people fucking wanted to talk about. And it's so fucking ridiculous too cuz there's a bunch of fucking white people sitting around talking about it. It's shit that like white people can have opinions. They can, but like, why? Why are they even wasting their time talking to other white people about it? Like, I got so many fucking texts or something that that week two when it came out. Oh, I can't believe they're disrespecting the flag. No, they just they Trump told them that they can't kneel. 
So he, they they fucking knelt. He called them a bunch of he called them son a of son a of a bitch and told them they should be fired or whatever. It went from ten people to fucking two hundred something people doing something. Whole entire teams were staying in the fucking locker room. Like you just put you you're ruining America now and you're ruining the one thing we had left, the National Football League. Roger can't even ruin that. And here Trump comes treating it like it the like it's the fucking USFL and trying to submarine. Our last bastion of hope on Sundays. I will tell you that he just had lost a uh, a vote for health care right before he did that. So all he was trying to do is make an illusion, Michael. Illusions. Well, he did a real fucking good job about that. It's fucking annoying the shit out of Trump's me. Trump's really good at throwing shade at other stuff so you don't actually look at what he's doing. Well, just throw so much shit on the wall and just hope... The, the actual big stuff is the stuff that doesn't actually stick, but whatever we've that and that was talking politics. And um, so we're about done, just like the U.S. World Cup chances. And uh, big shouts to all these World Cup people out there. Thanks a lot, Bruce Arenas. I got- Sorry, Alexi Lalas. We thought you could fucking rally the troops for us, but these no, tattooed millionaires don't want to beat Trinidad and Tobago. They got fat and sassy over their fucking Panama <laughs> win, and now they are fucking sitting at home and not going to Mother Russia. It's like, you know, I don't know. I got a Sweden jersey, and I got a... Uh, Netherlands jersey. I think both of those are having tough times to qualify. I have an Italian jersey. Hopefully they make it. Pick a fucking country. Choose a side. Yeah, so, uh, well, on the bright side, though, even though we just mentioned politics, there's going to be no Trump-Putin meeting at the World Cup because Trump ain't going to be there. Do you think Putin's going to pull some strings to put Trump there? Maybe Trump and Putin can do some backroom, backdoor deals on this. P-Video exchange for some extras. You never know. All right, that was Talking <laughs> Politics for the second time. Uh, thank you for joining us on Talking Small Podcast. We do appreciate all the views. Uh, please tell your friends about them. If you like the LG load of the week, thank you very much. Uh, no shouts to Will Kane. You suck. Ben Simmons and Tate Frazier, y'all need to step your games up because y'all are fucking terrible too now. And uh, Bill Simmons, not Ben Simmons. Did I say Ben Simmons? Yeah. He needs to get a jump shot. Yeah, he does need to get a jump shot. I don't want to assist the preseason basketball. I can talk a lot about that. Go Pels. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us. And you thought us. people didn't listen before. <laughs> yeah. We're breaking down preseason basketball on the next episode of the Talking Small Podcast.